Hello and welcome to the Friday episode of the Change and Evolve Letter. World War Three. We have been in the middle of it for three years now. I know not with what weapons World War Three will be fought, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Albert Einstein. What I'm going to read you now is a post that I published on February 5th in 2021, and I would like to share this with you today. And I believe that many, or rather most, still do not realize that we are in the middle of World War III. And the title of the post two years ago was Freedom in Times of War. In a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. George Orwell. I believe we are at war. Many believe this is about a virus and that the measures imposed on us are for our own good. I beg to differ. I do not know the true reasoning behind of all of what is happening in the world at the moment, and I'm the last to raise any conspiracy theories. But I do believe we are at war, and it is a world war. Most people just do not realize it, as there are no guns or bombs involved. Yet people are dying, and I'm not speaking of the souls that have died of COVID-19, and I'm deliberately excluding the ones that died with the virus, a great difference that many still do not seem to grasp. I am speaking of the and yes, I do realize that I'm being repetitive, the immense worldwide collateral damage that urgently needs to be addressed. This collateral damage is why I define what, has happened, define what is happening to us as a war. The collateral damage I keep speaking about and that is, and that is driving me to despair is not only the many people that are losing their life due to the measures, although that is a big part of it. Many see suicide as a last resort. Others lose their lives because they are not being treated properly, or at all, for illnesses that could be cured. Life-saving operations are being postponed or don't take place at all, and people die. For some reason, these are not mourned at all. They are not even mentioned. These are the short-term damages. I believe that the long-term damages of this war are even more significant, and again, I apologise for being repetitive, as I have mentioned these in several of my blog posts before. But I find these collateral damages worth mentioning, as we need to see what these measures are costing us. Being locked up for months, isolated from the ones we love and care for, being forced to wear masks when being around others, being constantly induced with fear by the propaganda of the media, and being reprogrammed from social beings to antisocial beings leaves its mark on all of us. I keep hearing from so many around me that we are giving up our freedom for the greater good. But what does that even mean? 
Who decides what is for the greater good? To quote Mr. Spock with his famous illogic about the needs of the many, the few, and the one, I am convinced that we are not anymore acting to the needs of the many. The damage that is being done to our children, abuse has significantly, significantly gone up. The families breaking apart, being a divorce lawyer should guarantee good business in the years to come. The increasing number of people suffering from severe depression, with the high risk that they will take their own lives as a last resort. The people who have worked all their lives and now lose everything. The people who come out of this war with severe PTSD, and this will not even be recognised, and so much more. I also keep hearing that there is nothing we can do, and it reminds me painfully of a phrase I once heard from a colleague a very long time ago, acceptance without pain. I still shudder when I hear these three words. They are just so terribly wrong. Sometimes it already helps just to keep an open mind, to question what is happening and to make people aware. I do not want to missionize. That is not my job. I'm not a scientist or a specialist of any kind. But I am insatiably curious, and I have this absolutely annoying need to understand why. This is something that drives me, and at the moment more often than not, to despair. We do not all need to go out on the streets and march or shout or hold up signs. Often it is the little things that bring change, or at least awareness of the suffering and the desperation that is happening in millions of households around the world every single day. I am privileged simply because I'm not alone. I live with a lot of space and beautiful nature around me. I still have more freedom than most, albeit I do not have the freedom to visit my daughter, whom I last saw in October last year, or my sister, whom I haven't seen even longer. I do not claim I know how others feel or what they are going through, but in my coaching practice I speak to many people and I hear and I feel the despair and I miss my own freedom painfully. A doctor who prescribes a drug to a patient will or should always weigh the benefits and side effects before using the drug. If the side effects are worse than the possible benefits, he will probably refrain from administering them to his patient. This is exactly what the politicians of this world should finally think about and finally end this war and let reason return. What are the benefits of this lockdown? What are the benefits of the restrictions imposed on us? And what are the actual measurable benefits of this mass torture? 
We have all been asked to give up a great part of our freedom and civil rights. But for what? Our economy is breaking apart. Our society is breaking apart. Our mental health is breaking apart. And common sense is failing so many. Travelling by public transportation has never been a pleasure, as most people keep to themselves and avoid eye contact or even a conversation. Now people look more like zombies than ever. Everyone is wearing the same huge white, some make a statement by wearing blue or black, FFP2 masks that make them look like ugly zombie birds with hideous white beaks. I suppose being deprived of one's identity and individuality does that to people. It makes me unbelievably angry and sad to see people like this. I see the fear and the disdain in people's eyes when someone dares to smile or, God forbid, lift the mask to catch some breath for a second. People that have been exempt from the rule to wear a mask for medical reasons barely dare to go anywhere as they are being treated like outcasts. People immediately assume that they have forged or, or illeg illegitimate attestation because they are too stupid, lazy or selfish to wear the mask and don't care if they kill others. What most do not realise is that FFP2 masks are a health hazard to anyone with a lung condition. Again, this is collateral damage. Do we all have a choice? We do not. I'm not even going into the topic of the vaccinations. I might do that again some other time, not today. All I ask of people is to at least keep an open mind and look for information not only on the mainstream media. And if you have questions, voice them. Don't become a zombie that practices acceptance without pain. Everyone can do something. Even if it seems insignificant at first, it all sums up in the end. I'm so afraid that when we look back at this in 10 plus years, it could be seen as the greatest series of bad decisions ever. The losses will increase and the long-term damage will haunt us for a very long time. Especially the damage done to our children. You have a voice. And I hope you all use it to keep what little freedom we have left and regain as much as possible. When I re-read this post a couple of days ago, sometimes it is good to go back and see how things have developed. I must admit it terrified me that things have actually gone from bad to worse. Because the many distractions to hide the real agendas in this war are terrifying. The agenda is actually not even hidden anymore. The elites foremost, the WEF, the World Economic Forum, appear so sure of themselves that they very openly state what they have planned for the world. We just need to listen. We need to hear them and we need to act to prevent what they have in store for humankind. Asymmetrical warfare is a euphemism for terrorism, just like collateral damage is a euphemism for killing innocent civilians. Alan Dershowitz
And this photo, I just loved it when I saw it, so I had to share it because it's no longer time to wake up the sheep. It's time to wake up the other lions. I think it's time to roar. And as my song of the week, well, it just had to be War by, by Edwin Starr. And of course, this song, like every song from every Change and Evolve letter ever published, is on the Spotify playlist just one click away. Like it, share it, or just listen to some great music. And as my poem of the week, I chose one by Lawrence Binion, who lived from 1869 to 1943. And it's called for the fallen. With proud thanksgiving, a mother for her children, England mourns for her dead across the sea. Flesh of her flesh they were, spirit of her spirit, fallen in the cause of the free. Solemn the drums thrill, death august and royal, Sings sorrow up into immortal spheres. There is music in the midst of desolation and a glory that shines upon our tears. They went with songs to the battle. They were young. Straight of limb, true of eye, steady and aglow. They were staunch to the end against odds uncounted. They fell with their faces to the foe. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. And the going down of the sun, and in the morning, we will remember them. They mingle not with their laughing comrades again. They sit no more at familiar tables of home. They have no lot in our labour of the daytime, they sleep beyond England's foam. But where our desires are and our hopes profound, felt as well spring that is hidden from sight, to the innermost heart of their own land they are known, as the stars are known to the night. As the stars that shall be bright when we are dust, moving in marches upon the heavenly plain, as the stars that are starry in the time of our darkness, to the end, to the end, they remain. And as an impression, well, I chose this picture today instead of a personal one, because as a conspiracy realist, I believe it goes so well with today's letter. And as always, I hope you enjoyed this. I thank you so much for your time, for listening to this, this edition. And if you enjoyed it, if you liked it, just leave a heart, leave a comment, give me your feedback. So all that's left is to Wish you an amazing and beautiful weekend. Yours, Tanya.